party. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Good News. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. Before we get to the good, great, grand news, let's talk. Challenges? Challenges. And the question is, <laughs> did she do it? Can she get one? Here she is, stepping up to the plate. She's 0 for 7 the past seven attempts. Can she finally complete a challenge? Crowd is on their feet, holding their breath. Here comes the answer. Yes. She did it. I completed she did it. the challenge. She did it. And I actually even did 100 more sit ups than I said I would. That's a winner. Um. So. My challenge was to do 100 sit-ups every single day for the past week. And I think I was already like four days in and I still ha didn't do any. So what Joey and I did is we did a power hour yep. to see how many sit-ups yeah. I can do in an hour. And Joey did how many push-ups he could do in an hour. Yep. Um, so I ended up doing over 800 sit-ups. Which means um, you got your weekly. Goal. I got my weekly goal All of, in seven, an hour. of 700. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool to do a power hour. It's like there's nothing else that you have to. I mean, I don't know. Consistency is better, of course. Yeah. Well, what I like about and I'll talk about the power hour, too, with mine is. So basically what we did is when the hour struck. So say, you know, you hit two o'clock mm -hmm. for the next hour. You, you know, you give yourself a couple breaks, but you you try and sort of compete with yourself and see how many you can do of whatever in the next hour. Mm -hmm. And we and you're breaking it down to 10 minutes. Yes, yeah, so we logged every 10 minutes. So, um, you know, Amanda would do like as many sit-ups as she could. And then yeah, like she, I started with like 250, I think, or something. Yeah, and then whenever you were like, Ugh, when you were like stopping for a second, you would call out the number and I would write it down. Mm -hmm. And same thing with me with push-ups. I'd do like 50 and then stop and then write down 50. And then, you know, wait a couple seconds, do like 30 and write it down. Mm -hmm. Every 10 minutes, we checked our log and it was sort of, you were competing with yourself from the, from the 10 minutes before yeah. and trying to match that. Yeah. It was really fun. You turn yeah. it into a game. It and, was really uh, fun. A competition. It was really fun. So you, you got your weekly goal in an um, hour. <laughs> I did. Yeah, okay. The whole point is consistency. Consistency. The whole point is consistency. Yeah. But, but what but I will, but what if you did a, a power hour every week? Then that's being consistent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh no, every day. Uh, what? Uh, what? It's what? about doing things every, every day. day. Yeah. Okay. So what I will say is something else that I added that I'm going to add for next week's challenge is so we got the bike, which I think we already talked about. I don't we think we have a stash, uh, our stationary bike. We haven't. I don't know. Let's let's just. Let's just, Let's just talk, talk about, about it. it again. Um, oh, yes. we did. We did. Yeah, I could have sworn we did. Anyway, if you're new Anyways. here, we got a stationary bike that we put out on our balcony. It's really, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So I, for the past three days, I have been using it and yeah. doing three miles on the bike. And it's been so nice. I just close my eyes and I imagine that we are in our dream neighborhood, which is here in Los Angeles, which we walk um, once a week there mm -hmm. for an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm riding my bike on the balcony and my eyes are closed, but in reality, in my brain, I'm riding the bike in like this beautiful, gorgeous, amazing neighborhood. My parents are riding behind me. Joey's ahead. This reminds me of Happy Gilmore we, we when, just, when he's like, 
he's like, go to your happy place. And he's like, my happy place, my happy place. And he goes into this other land. This is like, yeah, yeah, I, I hear the music playing like, do, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember that, that part, but. Um, well, you go to your Amanda place. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was really nice. And then today, mm-hmm. um, Oh, so I'm going to, so back to that concept. I'm going to try to do three miles a day on the bike. Okay. We will see. That's my new goal for this week. Fantastic. And I just wanted to add to this just because who knows somebody that's listening, they might use this and it might make them happy. Um, today I was on the balcony today. (laughs) I was on the balcony and it was our, uh, our balcony is very small, but I laid out there. We have a window of sun every day. We do. We it's from like sunrise till about like noon, one. One, yeah, yeah. And today I laid out there. I put my headphones in and I put beach sounds. Mm-hmm. And I had the sun on me with my eyes were closed. I'm telling you, my brain was in Bora Bora. <laughs> I was so relaxed and so happy. You looked like you were in Bora Bora. <laughs> relaxed and I was blended so, into the floor. Yeah, I was so relaxed. Um, I did not complete my challenge. I'm over eight. Boo. What? I well, I did. I was supposed to do 200 push-ups a day. Oh, but... The power hour didn't make up for it? No, it didn't get there. Oh, okay. Because the power hour, the one the one bad part about it... Your wrists. Yeah, my wrists were like snapping. So uh, I have a new challenge, a new okay. workout challenge. Okay. Because you and I have been so busy here. I, I need to like put working out in, in the schedule. Like yeah. I have to, uh-huh. I have to really, instead of just... You should just do it after your morning stretches every day. I know, I really should. But, um, so next time we do, I want to do the power hour again. Do you want to do it again? Sure. So this week, uh, just, this isn't a challenge, but for this, but I just want to say, I want to beat whatever I did last. So I'll pull up my stats from last mm-hmm. week. Got to beat those. Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing. So I have a three, I've been doing a lot of research on YouTube about like at home workouts that you mm-hmm. could do. And cause I, I was going to the gym a lot. I was doing like big workouts in the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And now my arms are turning into toothpicks. So I got to do big, big workouts here. So I found these great workouts to do. Okay. And, um, three days of workouts of like, uh, strength building workouts. Okay. Then, uh, the power hour is the fourth day Sounds and then great. five, six, seven are the bike. So I have a whole regiment planned out. So my challenge is to complete the week. You're looking at me like... Yeah, you lost me. Why? I have no idea what you said. <laughs> Basically, I made a, a a week from now until a week from today. Okay. I made a, a schedule for my workouts. Each day has another... Has a challenge in itself. So each day is a challenge. You're not... You're not so what's this. your challenge? To complete these... To complete the daily workouts because they're hard. So uh, every day you're going to... First, so I'll just say, first day is a full body... Strength building workout. Okay. Then bike day. Then ab day. Then bike day. Then power hour day. Okay. Then chest day. Then bike day. And that should hit my seven. Okay, cool. Like if, if I calculated that wrong, add another bike day and there's your seven. <laughs> um, so that's that's what it is. Oh, okay. Does great. that make more sense? Yeah. Um, I can do, I have the, all the workouts. I can... Say them right now, or if you are interested in doing this with me, you can message me and I'll send you a screenshot of my workout. Yeah, 
do that uh, instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Please don't read it. Yeah. Uh, so then we're going to do high knees for 45 <laughs> yeah. seconds, hit the ground for some burpees. Shall we move on to the good news? Yes. All right. Uh, first up, a happy, 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 happy birthday to Crescencia Garcia in the Bronx, New York. She's 100 years old this weekend. Happy birthday. Triple Didge, 100. Oh, and um, she just got out of the ICU for beating COVID-19. 100 wow. years old. She got home just in time to celebrate her 100-year-old birthday. Wow. Is that unbelievable? Yes. That is That is a great... It's going to be a great birthday. Yeah. She just just beat it just in time to get home for it. Um, she looks like the absolute sweetest person. She was a... She was in the Women's Army Corp during World War II. She served in England, caring for wounded soldiers. Um, she's, she's a legend. Yeah. And uh, the story was first reported by David Begnod from CBS. So she's just very inspiring, incredible. And I just wanted to give her a shout out and say, Happy birthday, Crescencia. What a special one for you this year. Happy birthday, Crescencia. All right, here we go. I hope that's how you say it. I hope so, too. Um... <laughs> So Spain is starting to see the number of new cases of COVID-19 slow down. However, Spain was one of the worst hit countries. Mm -hmm. And throughout the chaos there, a taxi driver in Madrid had been taking patients to the hospital for weeks for free. That's so nice. The driver, whose name is unknown at the moment, appears to be in his 40s. Um, has, been, has been putting himself at major risk in doing so. N not potential patients, known infected yeah. patients. and he hasn't gotten it? Well, the other day, the Ramon E. Cajal, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, health center in Madrid called him and said they needed him to come pick up a patient. Mm -hmm. And as he always would, he was there in a second. He entered the hospital, as he always would, to assist the patient out to his taxi. Oh, my gosh. But this time, there was no patient. Instead, he was greeted upon walking in the front door to a massive round of applause from dozens of healthcare workers who had lined both hallways of the entrance, doctors, nurses, receptionists, everybody. Oh, that's so nice. They I'm going to cry. They were, they were giving the driver the standing ovation he deserved. It was one of the most moving videos I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. I already feel like I'm going to cry listening to it. I can't imagine watching I it. I got my good crying today thanks uh. to this video. The driver, he so he walks in, the doors open, and they all, they all burst into an applause and, and cheering. And uh, it takes him a second to like... Right, he's what, so unexpected. So unexpected. Yeah. And once he realizes what's happening, he sort of like falls into the door and he's sort of leaning on this door mm -hmm. and he just he keeps like he doesn't know what to do with his hands like he just couldn't believe oh my god that this was happening and um for a minute straight a whole minute uh healthcare workers are all standing facing him clapping and cheering through their masks and gloves the driver was moved to tears as i was watching the video and then a doctor stepped forward and presented the driver with two envelopes one was filled with money, and the other was his test results for COVID-19, which came back negative. Wow. That taxi drive, that is the definition of a hero. Yeah. He's putting himself in harm's way every 
day, multiple times every day for other people. Asking for absolutely nothing in return. That is so nice. And today he got the ovation that he deserves. Amazing. So incredible. Is that outstanding? Yeah. What an angel. We'll watch it after this. Uh, But I got my good cry in thanks to it. All right. Next story is um, movie worthy. This would be like, make a movie about this, please. I would love to watch it. It's like Forrest Gump mixed with... Like, what's a dog and best friend movie? Like, uh, like Lassie? Oh my gosh, I haven't even seen that since I was a little remember, kid. You remember that yeah, movie, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess. All right, this next story is a real-life Forrest Gump-Lassie combo. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so, okay, so Elixin Mangunduk is a 34-year-old Malaysian man who had been doing some work in Japan over the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. He had just flown back to Malaysia a few weeks ago, and despite him not showing any symptoms, he was afraid that he could still be a carrier, and he was worried about passing it to others, despite not having any symptoms himself. Yeah. He was about 75 miles from his hometown of Kota Marudu, and he traveled a lot for work, and he usually would take public transportation back to his home, or a relative would come pick him up. But now, he, he didn't want to put anyone at risk. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to take public transportation. He didn't want a family member to drive out to get him. And he landed in the state capital, which is considered a red zone right now. So, he knew he had to get out of there. So, he hit the road. By foot. Elixin is the youngest of 12 siblings and has two kids of his own. And he knew he had to get back to them. So off he strolled, 75 miles away. Oh my goodness. And early on in his journey, something bizarre happened. He was passing a cemetery very early in his walk. He had just sort of started. Mm -hmm. And a dog ran out from inside the cemetery and ran right up to Elixin. And... Elixin just continued to walk, and he Mm. noticed the dog was following him. Oh, my god! And then the dog was walking alongside of him. And Elixin kind of smiled to himself, and like, oh, hi, dog. Yeah. Kept on walking. And he thought the dog would eventually leave him and run away or see something else that, you know, Mm -hmm. got his attention. Mm -hmm. But hours went by, and the dog stayed by his side. And days went by, and the dog stayed by his side. And they walked for days, the two of them, stopping to rest at bus stops occasionally, uh, going into convenience stores for food. Um, He had to get food for himself and sardines for the dog. And through the rain, through the sunshine, they powered on. They hit many roadblocks where they would get stopped by police or other security guards. What a story. This is outstanding. This is amazing. So he... Uh, he would get stopped by security guards or police officers, and each time Elixin would explain to them what he was doing, and every time they would laugh at him and say, no, no, you are not doing that, and he would have to convince them. Yes, I am. I don't know this dog, but he's been walking with me. <laughs> and uh, the officers, officers would say, well, let, we will drive you. And he said, I don't want to, to go into your car. I don't want to put this dog into your car. This dog is with me now. <laughs> And I don't want to put anybody at risk. Uh, I'm going to keep on 
I'm going to, I'm going to trudge on. Oh my gosh. Three days later, he made it. He went to the hospital in his hometown. He got tested. He went to his family's farm, but he did not see anyone yet. They knew he was doing this. They knew he was coming, but they, they all distanced themselves from him. Instead, he quarantined himself with his new best friend, of course, mm. in a small hut on the property as he waited for his, uh, for his test results. But like I said, his family knew he was doing this. Must have been so tired. Yeah, oh well, okay, God. so here's, here's an interesting part, and uh, I, I read countless uh, articles about this mm-hmm. situation, and this, there's a part of it that's sort of wishy-washy. It, it, there's, I, I, I read parts of this in some stories, and in some stories it was different, so I mm-hmm. sort of combined stories for this next part. Okay. And, uh, this happened during the journey. So at the halfway point, at some point halfway his brother drove by him one of his brothers drove right by him as he was walking on the road mm-hmm. 75 miles and he waved to his brother and his brother waved back but he didn't the brother didn't recognize him because he was wearing a a face shield because uh-huh. the sun was so bright on him uh-huh. so the brother but he, he but he tried to flag down his brother but he didn't recognize him so he drove away he took the he took the mask off then and uh, hours later, uh, somebody else drove by who he knew, recognized him. They stopped and spoke for a second. And that person uh, had gone to go find the brother to say, you just drove past him. He's, you know, that was him. Because the brother saw him with the mask on, didn't recognize, and yeah, he had a dog. You would, you would think he has a phone and the brother has a phone. His phone had been dead. Oh. Alexa's phone had, had been dead for days. Oh, okay. So, uh, and also it was like, this guy's got a dog. Alexa doesn't have a dog. Right, so yeah. That's not him. Yeah. Um. That's like me seeing you with the dog somewhere. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. And I had a thing on, you'd be like, that, there's no way that's joking. Yeah. So, I mean, I would recognize you. By the, but by the walk. By the, everything, by yeah. Strolly. <laughs> um, so uh, the friend, the family friend went, found the brother, said, you just passed your brother. Mm-hmm. So he drove back, found him again. And uh, this next part is sort of, eh, I don't, I don't know for sure. But what I believe to mm-hmm. be true is that they had a, had a conversation. Um, the brother went back to the family house with another relative, drove back to find him with another car. They hopped in together and left the car for Alexan to drive the rest of the way home. Uh. But he did walk three days straight to get to that point. Wow. Yes. Like you said, he was wiped out. He got to the... he. That he, car must have been what a treat. Glorious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, so like I said, he was camping out in a hut on the family property and uh, he just got his test results back. He is negative. He does not have it. And he has been reunited with his family ever since. Oh, uh-huh. that's such a great story. Like I that said, could, like that's a movie. A movie. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. I mean. That you would watch. Yes. And you just want to see that journey. You want to see him walk and mm-hmm. just. And like what he comes across and the weather, I'm sure. Okay. So like... I wanted to bring up one. I wanted to get your thoughts on something here. Mm-hmm. Because you believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. That dog came running out of the oh, cemetery. Yes. Yeah. What, One mean, million percent. It, right? For me, I think that that dog, it was some, some, some way, either a relative that passed past or some spirit guide mm-hmm. or something like that. I read um, every article I could about this story, mm-hmm. even, to the, even after I knew the whole story pretty much, you know, like the back of my hand, I was looking for some 
someone to mention that. Yeah. Just to find (laughs) out if there was a relative that had recently passed away or something Mm -hmm. or like my imagination was running wild. Like maybe he, he had a brother that had passed away, but he would walk with his brother all the time or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's wild. Yeah, that's what I think. That's exactly what I thought. And he's gonna and the dog and he, the dog stays with him. He's living with him still. He's, he's part of the family dog. now. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing story. You good to move on? Yes, I want to watch the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Lassie. Uh, so, eighty-nine-year-old Teresa Provo. People call her Terry, so we're gonna call her Terry. Mm-hmm. She lives alone in Chicago, Illinois. She's eighty-nine years old. When the world was put on lockdown, the first thing that crossed Grandma Terry's mind was her family. Spread out all over the country, she did the best thing she could do in this moment to help the ones she loves. So she got out her sewing kit and went to work. She gathered all the fabric she could find in her home, and 89-year-old Grandma Terry sewed every single one of her family members a mask and mailed them out to everyone. That, 50 family members. Oh my gosh. She's 89. That's so sweet. From Chicago to Wisconsin to Florida to Minnesota, even to California, the masks were landing. Terry's family members started receiving their masks, but they weren't just random fabrics that she had just found and whipped together and mm-hmm. said, well, this is for this member, this is for this yeah. member, this is for this. No, 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 no. Not Terry. Not Grandma (laughs) Terry. She personalized each mask using fabric to match that member, that family member. So some... Their personalities. Exactly. Mm. So some received masks with Chicago Cub fabric, which that's the right mask. Nicely done. Go Cubbies. (laughs) Some with handwritten notes of encouragement on the fabric if she thought that that person needed it. And some with just designs and colors that Grandma Terry would look at and think, that reminds me of so-and-so. So thoughtful. She did, she did all of this while listening to her favorite band, The Beatles, and word got out about her accomplishments. And a club that she belongs to, uh, which is called the Red Hat Society, which is basically a club of elders who they like to do things like go see performances and... Um, you know, participate in events mm-hmm. and they have this, you know, close group. And once they heard what she had done, they were like, well, we want to, we want to join that. And they all got out their sewing kits and they all sewed together 600 masks Whoa. for all of the nursing home residents and workers where Terry lives. That is so nice. Grandma Terry you are a legend and a hero, and we love you. <laughs> that is so awesome. Is that amazing? Mm-hmm. We just got our, our own customized uh, face masks. I know. It feels so nice to have somebody make you a face mask. I know. It does feel really nice. It's so great. Shout out to Nicole Suarez. Nicole, we love you, Nicole. So great. Um, so that's going to wrap up our stories this week that we are highlighting, but I just wanted to say there are so many good things going on around the world uh, amid, uh, amidst this chaos. Just remember that. And thank you to everybody who has reached out and submitted stories for us to cover. Um, thank you for your support. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the podcast, for, for reaching out to us. It means the world. And thank you, 
my sweet, beautiful, amazing wife. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for being the sweet, beautiful, amazing wife that you are. Yeah. Um, you are incredible, and I just wanted to you that <laughs> you so are you you're that. the best husband ever and thank you everybody that's listening you know it is so nice that we have built this community yeah and we talk to you guys every single day yeah. or we are connected every day with all of you through social media through instagram um and when we're not talking to you we're talking about you because we're i'm saying like oh look at look at this person look sent at us this comment. Yeah, look look at this this comment. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing that constantly so just know you are loved and we wish you the best and uh we're sending you a virtual hug you know what does you, virtuals does virtual count when it's yeah through like a so. podcast let's go with it, it sounds okay. good virtual hug you know what if you need a hug right now bring it in come on come on this is nice (laughs) have a fantastic week everybody we will be back on wednesday yes and then i will be back on friday yes we love you all so freaking much oh you got one more thing Uh, i was gonna say if you haven't listened to joey's uh segment for uh, last friday it was amazing about little Brussels sprout man, real yeah. story that happened in our lives. Yeah, this it's a it's actually a poem this mm-hmm. week. It's called the little Brussels sprout man, and I had so much fun writing it and uh, and reading it. And um, just want to thank everybody for reaching out and everybody who enjoyed it. Especially shout out to my parents. Actually, um, they, their reaction oh, to the of poem. My parents, yeah, that would be kind of cool to have them on on Wednesday. Let's do it. Let's have do my- that. Yeah, have, have, my pa- have my parents on. Done. Yeah, done so you guys can know a little bit a little bit about my parents too. Joey's parents have been on the podcast. We're doing that. They're calling in. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. They're amazing. big fans. I, I, I love how much they love this podcast. They call us after like yeah. a lot of the episodes. You're like, the, the way your great. parents reacted to the little Brussels sprout man. Oh my gosh, well, they I, loved it. I, I, I felt <laughs> like I was floating. Like <laughs> My dad was They like, were just pumping me full of compliments and I was just <laughs> floating away. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see you then. We love you all so freaking much. You guys are the best. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.